I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney. Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. All right. We're back again. And today on the show, we have a, a local band of fetuses. Really young. <laughs> Heathens. <laughs> and uh, they're called The Switch. But we got the whole band on, so what I'm going to do is let them introduce themselves, what they play, and then we'll go into some conversation. All right. Hey, I'm uh, Jacob Johnson. Everybody calls me JJ. I uh, I play uh, a Les Paul guitar poorly on stage. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you come to one of our shows and there's a guy running around on stage, it's probably going to be me. And uh, just try not to... Uh, get in my way because i've hurt people before i'm sorry uh hey are you the one in the leather pants in the video i am the one in the leather <laughs> pants, and also sometimes the red velvet pants that are very nice i don't i don't think i could pull off leather pants man it's, it's so uncomfortable you have <laughs> like okay so a, a few months ago uh, i got a pair off amazon for like 20 bucks right i was just like screw it i'm gonna is this I'm, pleather though oh it was i don't even think it counted as that it was like so <laughs> i mean okay as soon as i got this thing just big bag it just said made in china on front of it you can smell it from like the truck outside it's it ranked a fish i don't know why <laughs> i don't i can't i know logical series of events comes together in my head why these fake pair of leather pants from amazon <laughs> smell so horribly of fish but they were oh, the reeves. They, yeah. I think they, you got some lady boys. I, I, got, I got I got something down the road that whatever. They're so uncomfortable. Like they they burn my legs to pieces because they just rub against them. The lining is so is like sandpaper. It's called a venereal yes. disease. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's that. You know, maybe I should ask some other doctors about it. You know. I don't. I don't need to go to a tailor. I need to go to a doctor about these pants. <laughs> but yeah, yes, I am the one in the leather pants, and yes, they still smell horrible. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, well. I am Richard Lundy. Or also Mr. Lundy, or just Dick. Some people even call me an asshole. But anyway, anyway, I sing and shout, and I also twiddle around on that guitar, and uh, sometimes I even write music. Actually, a lot of it, almost all of it, and all the words. I poorly played drums. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That was a traumatic experience. Yes. I'm Tanner Workman. I play bass. Short and sweet. <laughs> there yep. you go. Yep. I knew he That's was a bass the player for you. <laughs> I knew he was the drummer. <laughs> and I'm Ian Brown, the drummer. I'm the one up there that is making the most noise and hurting your eardrums all the time. He's also one of the best cooks in the world. Thank you. Like, okay. So anybody who plays Fallout in the audience, uh, or in the room right now, I guess, uh, I guess you're a, a, aware of a thing called Nuka Cola. He literally just made it like it's a it's a fictional like soda, right? In this video game, and he made some and brought it with us, and it is delicious. It, <laughs> it, 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 it tastes like if you took like you know that new Starry soda they yeah well, it's it's Sierra Mist with another yeah, fucking label. It's, it is. <laughs> But, okay, so it tastes like that with a little bit more water down, but it tastes like you put, like, a cinnamon stick in it. And it's it's like drinking a cinnamon roll. And it's amazing. So he's a pop chef? 
<laughs> no, but he can be apparently, and he's apparently very good at it. So I'm also apparently very good at making chicken, according to Mister. Uh, he's made chicken that Mr. is Lundy over here. He's made chicken that has changed Richard's poor life over like, here. What are we talking about, like fried chicken? Or what? Fried. Literally just fried on an oven <laughs> and like like canola oil or something. It's just like it changed his life. Dude, have you tried the new Dr Pepper? Uh-oh. Is there a new Dr. Pepper? Oh my god. It's it's like an orgasm in your mouth. <laughs> it's it's uh what is it? Strawberry and cream. Oh my god. Oh, I think I've seen those. Yeah. Dude, it's like selling out like crazy. I see this woman come in there and just like armless 12 packs. <laughs> Dude, so what, it's, so it's good. got 25 flavors now. I don't yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I I guess, man. <laughs> It's oh my god! I drank it yesterday and went right back out to the gas station and bought like three more. Dang! I don't think I've ever had like anything that was that good. Like I don't think I've ever been to like like had a pop or like something where I was like I need to immediately go get. Now seven now if them. they re-release this is probably way before your time the upside down seven up. Remember it? It was in mm-hmm. lime green. Dude, that was hands down the best drink ever. I don't even remember the last time I've seen a Seven Up in a gas station, or maybe I'm blind. Do they still sell them? Yeah, they still yeah, sell them yeah, regularly. You can't you can't buy the upside down one. The well, upside what was down the upside one down, had, down one? It had a different flavor. It was almost like a carbonated. You ever remember the um, green popsicles? See, they should. Yeah, get. Yeah. It and, would taste like that, but carbonated. Well, see, Seven Up should re-release that. Yeah, and do like a Stranger Things. Dude, no shit. Dude, that's uh, a know, great idea. Yeah, because the seven was upside down, and every it had kid in the country in would drink it. Oh, that'd be perfect. And they should make like a custom bottle too that looks like, like almost like it looks like the bottle's it upside looks down. Like it's from another that'd dimension. Be the shit. <laughs> that would. I mean, literally, that'd be all over TikTok immediately. Well, you got right like now. probably another five years for the next season comes out, so they got time to plan it out. Yeah, those they'll be are... they'll be goddamn forty years old by the yeah. time. All the people on the show are going to have new addictions and shit. <laughs> it kills me. Every season it comes out, it's like, well, it took five years to film it, and they all look like they're aged five years, and they say, and the way the and plot don't get is, acknowledged. Yeah. Ian over here is the Stranger Things guy. I believe. Are you the only one in the band who's watched the show? I'm fairly certain, but now you're the only one who hasn't watched Breaking Bad. Oh True, I haven't God. watched Breaking Dude, Bad. Dude, Breaking I, Bad, I, like... Oh, I can get... Everyone bullies me. Like, every day I get violently harassed for not watching Breaking Bad. Now, listen, listen, I'm the guy in the band that started the trend of watching that because I binged watched the whole thing in like a week and then watched Better Call Saul. And this was like right when the show was like ending because Better Call Saul ended in like August. And I binged watched the whole thing so then I could see the finale when it actually came out. Right. And then they've all hopped on to the train, except for him. I watched the first episode. It was like, oh yeah, this is great. And then lied down and took a nap. Dude, yeah. like Breaking Bad to me was a great show. Up to I think I watched like the second to last season and I just cannot stand jesse man to the point where i don't want to watch it just the whining and bitching <laughs> like, like listen if you're doing something you have to do yo bitch stop fucking bitching about <laughs> it and do it over like like i just can't stand dude the, i'm telling you the that, man bitching man I can't the, the ending of that show is hands down probably one of the best 
series finales yes, ever. That's the way it yeah. should have ended. Yes. Yeah. And I'll, I'm Game huge into Ozark, and I watched the last season of, or the last episode of Ozark, and I was like, what the fuck? That, that, I was yeah. pissed. That's the same reaction I had when I watched The Sopranos, and I got yeah. to any of that. Well, you know he got Dude, he got, he got fucking off. He got man. Yeah. He got yeah. That's it's like he said it. Like, do you just go to black, or does something happen? And then he's sitting in the diner, and it just goes to black. Yeah, you know. I think my favorite show that I've watched is Sons of Anarchy. I hear about that. Dude, Probably that phenomenal. once a yeah. week at least, <laughs> but, I hear somebody out in the public be like, "Hey, man," or like, or somebody with a Sons of Anarchy T-shirt on, or a bumper sticker, or something. I mean. I've not watched it, oh, but I've phenomenal. heard it's phenomenal. But the yes. way they the way they ended it too just killed the series, really, mm-hmm. because uh, Jax made the show. Oh yeah. So I ain't gonna tell you how it ended. But <laughs> they killed the series. Oh, yeah. Well, but they, they are making a sequel series. Yeah. Interesting. But it's gonna be his son. Yeah, but the the spinoff, the Mayans, was trash. I I try trash. I try to get into it. I couldn't do it. Even even bringing in old characters from Sons of Anarchy didn't help it. Hmm. But my son, uh, he says that Breaking Bad is the best show ever made. Mm. Mm. I don't know about ever made, but it's know. pretty good. But and he won't watch Sons of Anarchy. Mm. And I keep telling him to watch Sons of Anarchy, then tell me what he thinks. Then, but and I loved Breaking Bad all the way up till I. I think it was whenever the uh, the father-in-law beat the shit out of Jesse. You remember? No, the brother-in-law. Yeah, beat yeah, the shit brother-in-law. Out of Jesse. When yeah. Hank, you know, Hank beat the shit out of him, and then he's laying in the bed and he's just having this big sob story moment about himself. And I was like, dude, fuck, I can't watch this shit. You they know, were always crying and fighting each other through the whole series. Though. They were always mad or one another. Me and Dad watched had an experience last night. We watched the movie Wakanda Forever, and it was terrible. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, well, it, it wait was, a minute! Don't give your honest opinion on that. Well, I mean, Marvel gotta... has just <laughs> let things. I mean, I don't even care about that. I mean, Marvel as a whole. I mean, th- that you could just tell from the way scenes were shot, like camera angles. See, you know what? what I mean? You could tell that they were like. Okay, we don't have 20 minutes to set up another camera. Let's just set up <laughs> one camera and record this entire five-minute what... scene from one angle, and it's horrible. This is what Marvel has got caught up in, and it's the same thing Star Wars universe has got caught up in. And it is that they are doing content. Let's just produce a massive amount of content for people to have Consume. instead of quality. You have... Right there, you've outlined every problem this generation has when it comes to media. I mean, now, we just, now, we, we, we now, now, now. Something for them to consume right now. And that's what, I mean, that's one of the things that sucks about being a musician now. A lot of people, I mean, I guess we can finally talk about musicians. <laughs> uh, I mean, one thing that a lot of people don't realize about being a musician trying to uh, live today, having a job of it, is it's not just playing music. I mean, there's so much that you have to do with social media managing that it just takes a lot of the fun out of I mean really you know what I mean it's like yeah you have to be uh you and nobody you have to be a master at marketing 
exactly. as well as a musician. Right. Thankfully, we have an amazing team that we work with. We work with uh, Robin DeMarkey and uh, Ted Parrish from New River Productions, and they are some of the. They've helped us out so unbelievably much when it comes to with all this. But there's so much that we have to learn that it's just like it's an it's an insane world of all this stuff, dude. I'm forty. And coming into this, I had no idea. Because we've been doing it for like a year and a half now. Yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, like I thought me, you know, being new and uh, not really understanding marketing and stuff. Oh, I got all kinds of friends. They'll, they'll share what I got, you know, and it ain't like that. No. You have to market it, yourself. It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter how many real friends you have. It, it matters how many fake friends you have. How many numbers, you know what I mean? No, I think even the human brain, I think the human brain like overloads and can't handle knowing more than like 100 to 150 people personally. Like the, the human body is not designed to be able to keep track with more than like, and that's like way more people than you should know. You and know see, what I mean? But if you... Uh, Keeping track of a thousand like people on Facebook is just not... <laughs> yeah, but if you're talking about friendship level... Like, uh, the simple fact is you can't let that many people in. Oh, my like gosh. Like, on, yeah. on a personal friendship level, because uh, if you let 150 people in, I guarantee you there's somebody in that 150 people that want to take advantage of you. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I'm more ta- even talking about even simpler than that. I mean, even people you know on a first-name basis. Like, the human body is like, or not the body, but the mind. It's just like, it's not our social circles when we were coming up through evolution was just a few people of you needed to know who the hunters were who whoever this was and that and now it's just like insane well it's like all this mass content coming out i'd rather a band take five six years to write an album than put out one every two uh, two years yeah. yeah period well didn't a lot of bands used to do that back in the 70s too didn't kiss like release an album yeah. every year or so well yeah i mean a lot of that had to do with their contracts as well because they were legally bound you know you have to release this many albums by this point, oh yeah, you know? yeah. I think there are some bands that even released two albums in one year. Oh, CCR, my yeah. favorite band ever, released three albums in uh, nineteen sixty. No, I do like CCR. Yeah, that is, I mean, <laughs> three albums in one year is ridiculous, and also to think that it was all wrote by one person, John Fogerty, is ridiculous. Yeah, you can't, you can't not. You hear that dude's voice, you know who the fuck it is, period. Oh, I mean, he's a living legend. I mean, one of the best singers ever. But if we really want to talk about putting out albums in a year, let's talk about Buckethead. <laughs> uh, I mean, how many albums did he put out in a year? Like 150-some? Like All in a I know year? about Buckethead is that Axel was desperate, and he said, will you play in Guns N' Roses <laughs> before Slash came back? And let me tell you, I sing Guns N' Roses with Slash. And I'm telling you, it was the worst show ever since. Yeah, but like I, I got to take that with a grain of salt. Whenever people talk about Guns N' Roses being the worst live act they've ever seen, but I think it ain't because of the band that I think that they suck. It was because they get in because of Axel, Fat Chucky. But listen, (laughs) (laughs) but listen, that dude. The reason that he sucks now is that he gave so much when he was young. His vocal cords are gone. Well, yeah. I, I mean, of, it, there's nothing he can do about I get it. That. He's in his 50s, and he blew his shit out. 
Now, Phil and Salmo used to be able to sing really well, but where he screamed his guts out, his singing voice ain't on par as his screaming voice anymore. You and know, one cigarettes don't. Dude, I can either. go to a football game and not be able to talk the next day. Exactly. So I can imagine. One person who's held up surprisingly well over time is James Hetfield, I think. Yes. For the amount of I agree. T- for the amount of shows that he's played in his life. I mean, he shouldn't be. She shouldn't have a voice at all. I right seen now. him. I think it's a different level between even James Hatfield and Axl Rose, though. I think it's a different level of of well, using well, their voice. Well, that yeah. just shows how much a good technique really goes into helping. Yeah, instead you know of I mean? just being a screamer and being a true yeah. technician, you'll destroy singing. your vocals, right. man. Yeah, as a singer, because I've had to, you know, I didn't start singing until. More recently, when I say more recently, I, I mean like three years ago, but still, I'd really never really sang until before then. And I discovered that because we would practice and I would just give it my all the next day, be out. I, I would be totally out. So I had to learn how to control that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a hard process, especially when you're singing rock music like we do. Um, you just have to learn to control it. And it's really one of those things you kind of just have to do it. And if it hurts, it's bad. You know, <laughs> if you're physically in pain, stop. Or keep going. You know, it is this is rock music. You know what I mean? It's but, it's all about all about the edit. But I'm, I'm I see Metallica for the first time last summer, and Ooh. it was hands down like they just I, they sound better than they did when they were younger that, because they've had so much time over the years. That, I mean, I mean, God. yeah, Guns and Roses is beer, Metallica's wine, so. Yeah, that's right. Well, they Fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, they literally called him Alcoholica back in the eighties. Like that was their like tagline. But uh, I mean, Cliff, uh, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, Metallica though is one of those bands that is like absolutely on my bucket list. I grew up listening. Like some of my very first memories are jamming out to King Nothing with my mom in the car, and just being like, "This is the coolest thing ever." Well, I shouldn't say it was my first time. It was my second time seeing Metallica. I see Metallica at, what was it, Summer Sanitarium. It was in a football stadium. And I didn't give a fuck about Metallica. I didn't give a fuck about Limp <laughs> Biscuit, Mudvayne, Lincoln Park. I was there to see Deftones. I hadn't seen Deftones yet. You didn't give a fuck about Lincoln Park? You just at the time. No, I knew about them, but I only gave a fuck about Deftones. So I'm sitting outside the stadium getting in, and I hear Deftones playing, and I'm like, oh, they're playing their music. No, they're playing. We showed up late, so I was fucking oh. pissed the whole goddamn show, and I didn't care about anybody else. You know else. who I seen one time and counted out when he was walking out on stage because he had a fucking bongo drum between his legs when he walked out? And I regret it. Hey. Incubus. Dude, Incubus is bad. I fucking love him now. Cool. But like, he walked, I was at an Oz Fest, and this motherfucker walks out waddling because he's got a bongo drum between his legs. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I just walked off. You know what I mean? But I love him now. It was like last time I seen Marilyn Manson play. He came out on stilts. I'm like, God damn, he's going to break him stilts. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I've seen videos of that. That seems insane. Like, I mean, he literally had, like, spider legs coming out with, like, a... But he had the microphone, like, on yep. his cheek. And, like, that just... You could tell he was so uncomfortable. He was just sitting there with his face turned down and he's singing. I met him once. He was super nice. Really? Yes. But I, I, but I paid for the meet and greet. You just don't go meet yeah. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen um, Marilyn Manson with Rob Zombie a 
few years ago with, yeah, uh, I, I, with Kelly. I didn't go with you on that one. I was asked, and they were like, you want to go? I'm like, nope. But, I uh, said, because you never know what you're going to get with either one of them. But Kelly said Marilyn Manson sucked. I thought it was amazing. Right. And then uh, I got to high-five Rob Zombie, so it was a good night for me. Well, I've seen Rob Zombie suck and be great, and I've seen Manson suck and be great, too. So I, she was like, you want to go? And I was like, mm, I don't want to take the chances. No. <laughs> Marilyn Manson is one of those people that I hate to admit that I love their music. Like, I, I also grew up uh, with some of my first memories were listening with Dad with Marilyn Manson songs. Like, uh, Beautiful People and stuff like that. I mean, that's just... And then I, then as I got turned a teenager and became very, you know, angst, angsty and emo and, you know... I remember that. ...piece of crap behavior, I sat and listened to all of his stuff and was like, this is some of the best music ever written, Dude, I think. I, I love it. Antichrist Superstar is probably Dude, one of the best metal albums I of all used time. To, I used to listen to that on repeat, man. Yeah. Just repeat the album. I really love Golden Age of Grotesque. I don't think people talk about it enough. I like that album. I love that album. It's probably my favorite. But anything I think he did after that, I think has just been well. Yeah. His newest album that uh, that one that was kind of like it was, it, it was it, more it was more laid soft, back, yeah. but it was really cool. I thought yeah. I thought it was a really interesting technique. It's like how Slipknot does with their new song that they put out, that Bone Troop song. Ugh, that song is. Don't even get me started on Slipknot. I don't oh even want to talk. no, you, you got two of the biggest Slipknot fans in the room. Uh, that new single they put out yesterday, I was just like, ugh. I thought it was cool. Well, I'm, uh, I can't. I didn't get, well, my yeah. favorite song on the new album was like Adderall and Medicine for the Dead, like the weird. I did like. Songs. I did like Adderall. Adderall is amazing. Adderall is the only Slipknot song that I can like. I that I will listen to because I I I'm not into the heavy stuff as much. Oh god! So like, it's the only one because it's not really heavy. At all, so it's the only one that they can play, and I'll actually listen. I grew to. up with Iowa when it came oh. out. So. <laughs> I mean. I want that old, but you know, you ain't gonna get that. These, yeah, but all I, musicians I, go through phases and stuff. I, I I mean. th- well, I think it's like with Load and Reload with Metallica. It's like I love those albums, but I think about it like a different <laughs> band. I, th- I, th- I think about Load and Reload like go. a different band than the Reload's horrible. I, I love the both I'm of those albums. Are I want to agree favorite. with him because oh, seriously, God, Load and Reload. People will probably stone me to death or like some of my some favorite of the, Metallica albums. What the Load fix? is my favorite Metallica album. Yeah, I, I mean, agree it's with got some of the. I mean, I don't want to say it has... No, I, didn't mean, I didn't expect... <laughs> he's so uncomfortable. I didn't expect saying. this to go off the fucking rails like this. <laughs> 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 fucking, there's musicians in here talking about Reload. What the fuck? Oh, man. <laughs> I want Low Man's Lyric played at my funeral. I really do. Uh-huh. That song is amazing. I, I listen to Load. There ain't individual good songs on those albums, but as a complete album, it's their worst shit. Load is better than Reload. Yes, I agree. I yeah. think Master of Puppets is a much better album than Load. Okay, but the All thing right. is, well, but the thing is, I listen to Load more than I listen to Master of Puppets. I too. More there, are, I more commonly Dude, I find myself in a mood. Load one time. I listened to it one time. I'm good. Week. I want the singles now. <laughs> I've listened. I've, I've, I've listened to it already the singles today. Singles off of it. That's all I want. Oh, our band covers Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, which hell. is like the deepest cut from that album. Yeah, exactly. Like we haven't come out on stage with it one time yet, but we jam on it every once in a while. Why not? And, and I know yeah. that once <laughs> we. Do, oh well, no! I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because people like you will stone us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna get up there and play it, and we're gonna fu- we're gonna start hey, throwing dude, rotten tomatoes if, at us. If you're good, 
I'm good. At least we're not playing Saint Anger. (laughs) True. That's a drummer's nightmare. I seen one band in Beckley years ago. Yeah, I hate Lars, uh, but he's good. Play Deftones, My Own Summer. And I, like, literally want to go up there and kill him. Really? What is it? I said I seen a band one time in Beckley back when our band used to play, and he played My Own Summer, (laughs) and I wanted to kill him. Deftones is one of those bands where I don't know much about them, but every time I listen to a song, I'm like, this this is such a unique soundscape that I've never really been able to, like, even listen to it and be like, oh yeah, I even kind of know what's going on. They happen. put out some pretty shit albums, though. I mean, I'll I mean, admit, I mean, I'm not going to say I've, I, lo- I like. I've listened to several. I've probably listened to hours of Deftones, and I, I don't think... really like them. But I think they're. I think their musicianship is kind of like Nine Inch Nails to me. It's like I don't really like Nine Inch Nails, but I I can listen to some of their stuff and be like, this guy I put his Nine whole Inch Nails. soul to me. Around I... the first one of the best albums I've ever listened yes. to. Yes, White Pony. But my favorite is Adrenaline, their first album, because they just, well, it's it seems like every some people's first albums are always like my favorite, like Corn Rage for me, Rage Corn Rage, yeah. uh, uh, Adrenaline, Slipknot's first album I love better Slipknot. than Iowa. Yeah. See, there's a reason why, because you have your whole life to write your first album, then the record company gets and is like, well, you boys got three months to write the next one. You know that's well, why. That's very true. That's and extremely. they've got like, uh, like Kid Rock says in one of his albums. He said they want another song out of me, so I'm standing here with my pants sagging, drag, uh, grabbing my dick. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm giving them what they want. Right. You know. Well, didn't Corn literally have y'all on a single? Yeah, that was the worst song I ever. Goddamn I, right. I, I, <laughs> and they and they still. I've seen that band more times than. I can count, and they and they still play that fucking song. I'm like, dude, that song play pl- something fucking else. That song played on the radio yesterday. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Dude, the last Corn album, and I love Corn. I love Corn, uh, and uh, I, I haven't listened to the new album. Corn's my favorite band. But so the album, the last Corn album that I bought, whenever I was like 24. I put in, played the first two songs, and threw it out the fucking window. Which one? I don't even know. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's, probably one, it's, probably, it's probably one with head was gone out of the band. Yeah. It was yeah. probably that oh, that corn self-titled album. It was white. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. They, they put out some real shitty ones, too. I'm not going to... But I still love the band, and I can't take away how much I listen to the band their when new, I was young. Their newest album's phenomenal. The, the one before it. that, the one that had a uh, harder on it, uh, that album. Oh my god, I like every song Dude, off I, that album. I really liked it. I thought it was. I, I, I was. I went into it with full expectations of like this is going to be the worst, watered down, washed up. You know, I was expecting load or reload. Dude, you're hurting from what me you, right now. But They're not that old. Well, I know. I I know. <laughs> Look, okay, I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. We went to go see Corn last time. Jonathan Davis looked like a fucking the bird shit wizard from The Hobbit. All, all, all <laughs> motherfucker's got a hump in his back. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, god damn. I said, he looking rough. All I'm saying is, like, most bands are like on a timer before their stuff just starts to get bad. You know what I mean? And like, well, if you don't change, you get stale, man. Exactly. Yeah. One, um, one of the my favorite bands that takes advantage of that is a. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold. That's one of my all-time favorite bands. Every album sounds completely different. Too. I think I think the band that I can relate to. I can't get behind that. 
<laughs> I, I, okay, I understand why people can't get behind a video show post because of the vocals mostly. I it think. ain't the vocals, it's because the damn guitar players stole everything from Slash. I can't get behind it, man. Well, they 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 stole so know, much. I don't know if Slash was sweet picking, but you know, Ooh, I, I just can't get behind Vince. That, that's understandable. But I, I respect that you like. I him. think that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the two bands for me that has been the best at changing to to stay around and stay alive, one is on a completely different level than the other. But for me, it is uh, Metallica. Absolutely. And you just criticized that, though. You just said you didn't like Load yeah, and but Reload. Putting, <laughs> but you what can't it just is, say that. Listen, I'm forty. How old are you? Nineteen. <laughs> Right, I'm 40, and you're listening to what they put out. It wasn't for me. It was for you. It was for younger people than me. I guess you're right. So they changed their demographic enough for people to to still like them, and they wasn't thinking about me that liked their 80s music. Right. So they changed enough to survive and to let a new generation listen to it. They had no other other choice when St. Anger came out. It was like either we put out a good album or nobody's going to buy our shit. And I think a band that that done it too, that's still relevant and still stays around on a different level because they'll never be as popular as Metallica is Seven Dust. Oh my God. Hands down, the I best don't, live I don't, I don't, band you I don't, could ever see. I don't know a single song by Seven Dust. I've heard of them my whole life. Do any of you guys know? In the, in the, okay, everybody's shaking their hand. Do you, uh, we can pause and let you listen. <laughs> I, I've heard Waffle on the radio. Oh, and, and I was like, this is okay. It's not exactly mine. Some of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Is that so? Jesus Christ, they're yeah, nice. Like, yeah. The one time I seen them was... Uh, at a bar called Cattle Annie's. And they come out, played their set. Then they said, anybody that wants to meet us, hang around a little bit. And they come out to the bar, and the bar didn't close down until everybody got to shake their hand, sign whatever they wanted to sign, and then they went back to their butt. I mean, really cool band. But if you've never heard them, listen to them. But I think they've done a good job of shifting their music in a way that appeals to the newer generation. And nobody... I think even Disturbed's went on record. I know Nickelback's went on record, and somebody else's went on record saying they hate even playing with them because they're so fucking good. Because yeah. naturally, you know, Disturbed Nickelback's bigger than Seven Dust. So naturally, when they ask them to go on tour with them, they yeah. open up and they just they destroy it, it, blow everything out of it. No, well, that's what Jonah said about you guys. Well, whenever I was talking to him about you guys, he was like, man, whenever they went up and he's talking about you being all over the place, mm-hmm. JJ is who I'm referring yes, to. Yes, sir. And uh, he said they were hard to follow. Well, I don't. I good, don't, man. I it was, it was yeah. hard, hard to follow him. I, it yeah. was hard to follow him. Oh, my God. I mean, like the whole time, like me and Richard did a few acoustic shows a while back ago. And the things that that man can do with a single guitar blows my mind because he makes it sound like a whole band is playing every time I've seen him live. But Red Audio, I mean, I don't that they're one of the best bands I've ever Red seen. Red Audio ever. They do a lot of cover songs every time I've seen them. And, I, and, the and, they, and they're hands down just like phenomenal. Oh my god, they yeah. did they did Fairies Wear Boots. I've seen them a few times. They're they're a local band up from like Charleston Dunbar area. Um we competed with them at a battle of the bands in Charleston one day, and they are hands down music- musically and looks wise, I think one of the 
coolest bands I've ever seen because they scratch my itch of weird stuff. They, <laughs> like, they are like, good. Like bands like Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. I don't know if you guys heard of that. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, Mr. Bungle. Somebody stuff told, like that. I, like, think, I, I think love weird told stuff. me about King... King Gizzard and the yeah. Lizard Wizard. He, yeah. he, he's a king and he's the king of all gizzards and he has so a, like a lizard who's a wizard. No, it's... Like the, you, you know, you, no, no, n- not, like. no, it's just weird. <laughs> What's that one there's, band? there's like 12 people in the band and they have like four keyboard players. Like, oh, dude, that's like the first time I seen Slipknot. Oh my like, god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, the first time I seen them, it was horrible. Like, really? uh, but within three minutes, the uh, one of the members of the band put their head through the fucking drums and they couldn't even play the drums anymore. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I remember it sounds like something I would do. I never got to go see them in their prime. I, I went on, I think it was dude, I wish chapter. I'd see them right before their first album come out. Oh, and they were before their first fire. album came yeah, out, yeah. Like, dude, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't. That, where, where were? Where was this at? Was this Oz in West? Fest? Really? Yeah, in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, I guess I'm sense. telling you, man. I, I, I'm not. I'm not used to that because our generation sucks and doesn't have cool Ozfests and like warp tours to go to. Dude, all the did time. you see? That's sad as fuck. Did you see that news about Ozzy? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh my god! Who didn't see it fucking coming though, man? Yeah, I mean, I know I, yeah. he's old, man, but it yeah. still sucks. No, I, it, L- it does, literally, but... all of us looked around when we heard that, and we were like, "Wait, he's still touring?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because yeah, the last performance he did, which was lip synced, um, he had like a whole like thing on his, on his back. back. Yes, yes, like he couldn't even stand up. Yeah. And then he didn't walk off stage. It was like an elevator just took him down. And he was lip, he was lip singing. It was at the NF, some NFL yeah. game. Dude, that's or something. how you know you're fucking legendary, though, when they're willing to prop you up just to set you. Yeah, the the, out the, there. they probably spent probably a million dollars just on production, just for like his like accommodation. Of course, you're saying Zach Wild just. Well, well Zach Wild is. Yeah, no, Zach when Zach Wild come in the the band with them, he was like a fucking kid, dude. Yeah, he he's like these guys. Oh, they, I, I I love that era of the Aussie, like the. You know, uh, Miracle Man and No More Tears, that some of the songs from that are just... Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. They are excellent. Yeah, I'm like not a, ve- I'm not a very huge Black Sabbath fan. I just I just don't like... I, I shouldn't say I don't like Black Sabbath. I just... It's boring to me. I, I can understand that. That's the reason I've always I liked Led Zeppelin <laughs> I love so Black much Sabbath. better. But I, I like Ozzy Look, Solo shit. Way better. Look, I, I, I literally learned how to spell my name to Iron Man. Like, my name's Jacob Johnson. My, I remember sitting down with my mom on the couch going, J-A-C-O-B-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And, like, that was how I, that was, that was how I learned to beca- become, like, a human being is through Black Sabbath and, like, ACDC and Led Zeppelin and so on. I don't even think I graduated with somebody in my class who, like, really knew who Led Zeppelin even was. You know what I mean? Like, enough what? to even, like, n- name, uh, like, one of their albums. Uh, like, exactly. Like, Led Zeppelin is one of the biggest things I've ever seen. I remember when Black Sabbath, like, quit, right? When they were officially like, okay, this is the end. I was, like, in eighth grade. I was like, hey, guys, dude, this sucks. Black Sabbath's the ending. I didn't really know. I didn't keep up in the news. I was Black in eighth what? grade. Black Sabbath. Yeah, I'm talking about Black Am I talking about Black Sabbath? No, I know. I mean, everybody in school was like, Black what? Yeah, they were like, Black... <laughs> they, they had never heard of it. And I was like, I was freaking out. And one of the teachers was like, why are you, why are you like getting mad at these people for not knowing what Black Sabbath is? She was like, it's just some like weird like satanic ritual or something. I'm like, what? you don't even know what Black Sabbath is? She was like, literally thought it was a Sabbath 
that was like a How weird, old was this bitch? Probably like 60, <laughs> 60 or 70. Like, I was like, I was like, at that moment in my life, I was like, I'm surrounded by people who don't know who Black Sabbath is. It's oh, sad. And I quit. I was just like, okay, I'm going into. So when are they going to put out a new album? They better put one out. Okay, <laughs> God for, damn, they for, need to quit riding that train and put out a new album. Oh my music. God. Okay, for for anyone My who doesn't, who ever, who ever can't see, I'm wearing a My Chemical Romance right <laughs> I, I think everybody listening can't see. Well, yeah. <laughs> But well, I had no idea what well, you were wearing. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. My, Ke- my Chemical Romance, Romance, that first album, or not the first album, uh, Black Parade, and the album before that. Oh my god, there's some of the best wrote albums. I didn't yeah. really like e- the e- one, even the though Black, third one. Black, what was it called? Um, the one with Nan and Nan and Nan and Nan and Nan. I didn't like it. I like that song. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but um, I cannot wait till they put out a new album. I'm so just because you. Excited. I like some like, emo, but my I, I, I like Midwest emo. Mine I, was, I like taking back. Mine Sunday wasn't. Midwest. Mine wasn't. Uh, <laughs> mine wasn't my emo. Chemical Romance. Yeah. I wouldn't even consider them emo because they kind of didn't start with the emo movement, but they revol- they evolved into. Dude, it they AFI. found a niche and wrote it, bro. The, I, and then they perfected it. I mean, I okay. A lot of people. Oh. Say, a lot of people say that. Hey. Welcome to the Black Parade wasn't even. I don't like, like them, bro. Hey, you don't, my Chemical Romance. You don't like. Oh my God, yeah. they're some of the best. Like their music ain't for me. I know, but it's like <laughs> it ain't for me. But listen to it. It's some I of do the best. Like, yeah, man. I just first don't even, even if you don't like, listen. If you're coming at me feeling sorry for yourself, don't fucking talk to me, bro. <laughs> 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 I don't want to hear hey, it, man. Hey, here's a, here's a band that'll get some gears grinding, right? And this is one of my favorite bands ever, Greta Van Fleet. I like Greta Van Fleet, and I was actually going to no. say how you guys... Yeah, you said no. no. I like the fucking vocals, dude. Let me tell you about Greta Van Fleet. Uh, Have you ever seen them live? Yes. Not live Is in person, horrible? but I've seen videos of them. I stand Is in horrible the... live? Because no, I the, the, imagine them vocals are hard to keep up no, with. No, I mean... The vocals are the best part mus- live. Musically, oh, really? they're good live. But they're boring as fuck. I stood in the line to get Metallica merch through their whole set because I was just that bored. Yeah, man, really? I don't know, man. Yeah. I think that if you can really belt like that dude. Oh, he can like sing. Like Josh, whatever the fuck his last name is. He can sing. Or you can belt like Adele. Like, there is no reason to run around stage acting fucking crazy. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> that thing. That is true. That, that's very true. That's, there's a lot of... I'm trying to think of what's a... Well, I give a good example. Well, okay. There's me, a lot of bands that do run around on stage and they're just uh, and you yeah, know, they're just tired. Like just they can't fucking steal like like us. Them. Like okay, you're <laughs> you're talking you're talking about just now how uh, Jonah was talking about how like we were good at that can jam thing. The thing is, Red Audio came after us, and now they they are some of, one of the best bands I've ever seen. Then came the Kind Thieves, and if anybody here has not heard of the Kind Thieves, go look. Look them up. They are some. They are some of the best musicians I've ever yeah. ever heard. But you got to see them live. They are amazing. But they didn't have to do anything. They just put their instruments up there, started playing a song, and as soon as they did, everyone in the room got up and started dancing. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I can run around on stage and look like a silly goose all the time. <laughs> but the thing in is, in your leather pants, exa- exa- exactly. <laughs> or yeah. Or I could just be good at the fucking guitar. You know what I mean? And God went to school plays for them. But showmanship really? does oh, yeah. matter mm-hmm. too. Jonathan Archie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love I love Jonathan, but I mean, I love Jonathan Archie. I think them dudes are very talented. They are. They're very talented. They're but, ve- they're very they're, very good at working. But their music style is not for me. No, no, <laughs> no. And but, that's fair, man. Well, Somebody well, yeah. can be talented and it not be what you yeah. want. Exactly. To but it. he, they are very talented. All them dudes have played in other bands, like uh, I think Motion. Uh, what were they called? Oh, Motion. Greg Lilly sing for him. Uh, motion theater. Dude, I, I don't expect me to help you. I've been in on. I'm sorry, too thing. young to I'm remember. Sorry. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> I can't. But they, they were they were uh, badass. Uh, Jonathan Archie, I'm, he can play guitar like a motherfucker. He's awesome. Oh my god! And he can skate. He used to be able to skateboard like a motherfucker. He, I honestly think the boy could have went pro. Seriously, he was that good in school. <laughs> All right. I want to, if you guys don't mind, kind of change gears a little bit. Absolutely. And uh, talk about what we was talking about before the podcast is how did you guys find each other in a small town of Oceana? <laughs> okay, so let, yes. let, let, let me... We've seen documentaries about Oceana. Uh, uh, yes. A lot of people have. It's all true. It's, it's all true. Okay, let me, let me lay some some framework here of where we were at okay give some exposition exactly if you want if my middle school not my high school i didn't meet these guys in middle school but in my middle school my graduating class only had like like just below 300 kids in it right so and then my actual graduating class in high school had like less than 100 people in it so we had a very small group of people of pool of people to work with there were right. not very many musicians at our school. There were like seven, and they all sucked. Four. I can't believe you found it. Four. Exactly. Nice and and yeah. the, and the fact that we don't hate each other's guts is insane because we're all like the the chances of just what worked out for us is so many things have worked out in just the worst way possible for us to end up in the best position possible. Because we we're we're basically solely riding everything off of luck, but I mean we've had an amazing. No, nah, man, time. don't call it luck because I've listened to your stuff and it's good, <laughs> and yes. it, so it's. If, we're getting started. Like I can say it, yeah. lucky that you guys had, you know, you found each other, but for right. wherever it goes from here isn't luck. It is time that y'all put in Absolutely. into your craft. Now, I will have to correct him on one thing here. He said that we don't hate each other. I hate all these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm just good at hiding it. Well, that's, that's fair enough. That's very fair. <laughs> what was that? Uh, you get, you get I've been to Oceana of... once. I blinked and I was already through it. Well, I go... Yeah. Now, now it's, I've is Gilbert in... close to there? No. Some, yeah, somewhere. Like, like 45 minutes... Yeah, you stay on the same road. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked my buddy. He took me up there. That's where he lived at. He's like, I'm going to show you where I grew up at. What the fuck do you guys do on the weekends? Nothing. Play music. Well, see, that's why (laughs) we we come here. We're trying. We are. We we ended up in uh, the chances of us coming out of that place being able to do even anything is insane. I mean, there are. We are the only music scene. Yeah. We're the, but we're not only are we the only music scene, we're the only people really there that even listen to music. None of the people that I grew up with, like, 
like like I said, like I was talking about, I don't even know if I graduated with anybody outside of like my close friends that even knew who well, Zeppelin was. Well, else probably on meth. Yeah, they are. Well, see, <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> no, that, that and uh, Oxycontin and all this, this stuff. This is one thing that I, I want to address about small towns. Yeah. Is that uh, people want to attribute drug abuse and pregnancy and stuff like that to low intelligence. Whenever most of the time that uh, the people that are in these small towns are just as intelligent as anybody else, but they're goddamn bored. They have nothing else yeah. to do, nothing you know, better to do. They're, they're people just like everybody else, and it has nothing to do with low intelligence. It is that, you know, you're hanging out with your friends and you make fucking choices based on boredom, basically. Also, there's not as many opportunities. Yeah. So exactly. a lot well, of people are yeah. the same way, you know. I have to drive an hour to go to Walmart. People listen to that all across America. That's I have insane. to drive an That's hour to go to Walmart. Well, listen to Walmart all in of any us direction. Do, it's an hour. Yeah. This all thing. of us do. Yeah, it's not just you. There's, there, there's, there's more. But the thing is, they're there, struggling with you, brother. The, yeah, the thing is, though, there's more Dollar Generals in my county than I have oh. bones in my body. <laughs> like, you damn right. Like we live in the dollar holler. Like. <laughs> Like if I if if we just had like a normal in a normal place for people to go for as many dollar generals and family dollars as we do, we would have a booming county. Really, I mean, there's one, there's th- like you can you can go to almost any point in Wyoming County, West Virginia, and do a three sixty turn, and at some point in your vision, will be a dollar store. And see, I went to uh, like I heard all kinds of stuff growing up about Wyoming County. You know, growing up, and my mom is actually from Wyoming County, and I spent 15 years, my work life in Wyoming County, working at uh, coal mine at uh, it was called 51 at the time, but now it's Road Fork 52. Uh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was some of the best guys I've ever worked with in my life. So, Wyoming County is really a, a good place for people. I mean, the I, at my house, I don't worry about crime pretty much at all. I mean, there's not a lot of people there, but that's a, it's in a really good way because everything is calm. Nothing happens, but you don't have to worry about it. Motherfucker, well, I live you, in uh, Beckley, and I'm like, oh my, I hear oh some my like God. goddamn some yeah, crackheads. Yeah, crack. yeah, we, oh, we, yeah. Play, we played <laughs> that show at Chili Fest, and there was like a whole mass shooting or something that happened right down the road, and we were like, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we were literally playing like a heavy metal song in the middle of it, literally like about shooting things. Were you saying it's y'all's fault? <laughs> Well, well, a cop came up to us and literally was like, hey, you guys got to stop. There was a shooting. And we were like, wait, so we can't play another song? <laughs> like, we, we have one like, more. We're gonna... If we play again, are they going to die? Yeah, it's it like, it like we were going to play uh, TNT by ACDC afterwards. And we we're like, this yeah. is the best time ever to play this I'll song. i just start whipping in the yeah. rain and blood by Slayer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I saw people running. I was like, damn, do we sound that bad? Yeah. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, for like five seconds, there was a whole bunch of people around us, and then nobody was there. And they were like, oh, well, everything ended. Okay, cool. Luckily, no one was injured. Oh, yeah, I think it yeah, no, no, it nobody, wasn't. nobody, no, no. I think it wasn't even. It wasn't really related bad. at all. No, no. But, but people panicked about it on Facebook for like four weeks, mm-hmm. and I was the most popular person in I the world. I think it was at like some apartment complex down the street or some shit. It wasn't even like near the Chili Fest. <laughs> Baby yeah. mama drama. I'd say pretty much. 
But the thing is, that's funny that goes along with that. You talk about me like running around on stage with leather pants. When I take my glasses off, I'm completely blind. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't read what's on this can in front of me. So I am constantly like fighting to stay alive. So as soon as I was on here and then as soon as like we were at Chili Fest and I put my glasses on and then I saw that there was nobody in front of me, I was like, oh, uh, time to go home now. Sweet. Well, uh, look that, into some contacts, bro. I can't put them in my eyes. Me neither. I've tried. Yeah, I cannot. Like I literally you. cannot force myself to put a yeah, contact Yeah, I can't touch mine. It took me. I understand. I, back in, I think, senior year, I used to wear white contacts. I had no prescription. Oh, I that's, just bought white that, contacts. That's kind. It took me almost a week to be even able to be like, in my eye. I've had, I've had literally eye doctors put them in my eyes and then have to fight me to get them out of my it's, eye. It's rough, like, man. It I is, it's that. horrible. I, I don't, and it's not like a thing of like, I, I can sit here and tell myself it's not going to hurt. Yeah. I, I don't have any expectation of it's going to hurt. I can completely isolate my brain from my body in that situation. And I, my body just takes over and it's like, get the fuck out of my face sometimes you just gotta bite and grip i remember i I was at work and i like busted half my big toenail off and uh and it was like half on half on and i i looked at my buddy he's like are you okay i took off my shoe and my sock and he was gushing the blood i said go in my butt my boss's he's like go i said go in greg's toolkit and bring me a pair of pliers and i went oh and pulled it all the way off, and then I wrapped my sock around it because it was gushing blood. I said, well, I'll see you boys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I, I'm telling you, dude, I, touching your eyeball, it is kind of freaky. Yeah. On Back on the topic of uh, Wyoming County, though, I just will want to say that if anybody wants to go there and, like, go to Twin Falls, and it is really one of the most enjoyable Their experiences. Their golf courses. I it's mean, phenomenal. I, I mean, it's really a, like if anybody just needs a vacation but don't have the money to go to somewhere place, just go to Twin Falls and just relax for like a day, and it's amazing. Just don't go any more south. Well, yeah, but we're not going to talk about that because it's all dope. But Twin Falls is great. <laughs> uh, we're going to move over because I've been talking way too much. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get go okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let. Uh, can we take like five or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's. Yeah, I'm gonna go get water. All right, we took a break, and I am unclear about what we're going into, but we're <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> Music. What Music. do you guys? Uh, <laughs> you want to get more into how you guys come together in Wyoming County? Yeah. See, as we were saying before, you know, we were the only musicians really in our school, and I mean musicians, not the people that play the tuba. The people that have to have sheet music in front of them to read it, like, uh, no, we don't do that. Burn. <laughs> I mean, I'm friends with those people. I can't, I can't be that. <laughs> I can't be that. <laughs> Just cut all that out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's kind of funny because around the same time, both of us, you know, Tanner and Ian, were wanting to get into music too, and we, we had a mutual friend that was our first lead singer. Uh, but, uh, but I'm going to be nice and not say his name. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's actually how we met. Cause our buddy JJ here wasn't involved back then, even though we had played together, he wasn't involved cause he was into playing Slipknot 
and Metallica. That was his emo phase. Yeah. And he, we were letting him, you know, he had to live that Be out you, himself. JJ. Be you, bud. In, instead, yeah. of, instead of actually having fun with people and playing ACCDC songs, I was just, I'm like, I'm going to sit in my room and sweet pick like this one A minor chord for like nine hours straight until I'm a god at guitar. And you could have been the next Bring Me the Horizon before they sold out. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I didn't, and then <laughs> then then now I'm here. So. Right, and see, uh, we all wanted to play the old school '70s rock, and which is you know becoming a huge thing. You got Greta Van Fleet, you got Ghost. I love Ghost, but I also hate Ghost. I can't figure <laughs> out. I love that, that's one of those bands where I'm like, every time I listen to them, I'm like, this is the best song I've ever heard. But wow, I don't like this band. I love them. <laughs> love them. I've seen them on every single tour except their first tour. One more thing about that. Oh, about like the 70s kind of bands. Have you heard of D- Dirty Honey? No. They are great. They're very Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses kind of, but they're really getting big now and they're one of the best like one of these new waves of classic rock bands it's before we get started on anything else i'm gonna ask you guys because you guys are younger have you heard of a band i think they're nominated for a grammy this year man skin yeah okay yeah. uh like kelly's huge into them and, and i she showed me a video and they're a song man skin man uh, is man that skin. Yeah, it, they're like one song by them. yeah, they're like from Germany, Sweden, or somewhere. But anyway, she showed me the video, and the video she showed me, and the song that she showed me, reminded me of a lot of My Chemical Romance. I was like, they kind of remind me of My Chemical Romance. And then she showed me other songs. I'm like, eh, they fucking suck. You know that one song was good. I don't like their other stuff, but that one song reminded me of them, and it was really good. I, but I didn't know. I, I've been hearing they're getting huge and stuff, and they're kind of, you know, going back to a lot of their, you know, older stuff. I'll look, I'll look them up when I get home. Um, there's all kinds of bands that are coming out right now that are like really some of the best musician group. Like a lot of people will say, like right now is like one of the worst times to be in the music and music industry. That's true in the business sense. But Fender put out a thing that said that they sold, like, the most electric guitars ever, just, like, two or three years ago, which means now all of these new musicians are going to come out, and in the next ten years, the whole music change is going to get changed again because everybody's getting tired of Spotify. It's going to change again, and then it's going to be a huge uh, surge of it. That's I'm my, trying, pre- that's my try- prediction for the I'm next I'm trying to years. find the video and so also, you can good or bad, song. Good or bad, whether you're a shitty musician or you're a good musician, people are starting to figure out that you don't need an outside influence to put your music out. That's true. This, yeah, I mean, we, we release our music, and I'm sure you've probably heard of this before, uh, through DistroKid, and it is great because you literally, for not really a whole lot of money, it's on everything. It's on Spotify, Amazon, even the fuckers that still use Pandora and who even iHeartRadio. We're in this for like $300. And we can put our content, and whether people listen to it or not is up to them, but we can put our content out there for next to nothing to even do what we're talking about. And like 10 years ago, 
you didn't have a voice if you didn't have somebody behind you. I think what it is is people really need to discover their love of music again. I think a lot of people, people need when, to, when vinyl and CD and like cassette tapes were, were super popular, everybody had something of their music that they could say, this is mine. You know what I mean? They own their music. Now we're in a time where everybody has access to billions and billions of songs. We could sit out here and put out a song for free if we wanted to. We could find a way. You know what I mean? But the thing is, people aren't listening to music. You know what I mean? People kind of don't know how to look for music. And I think that's what needs to change. Well, you know what goes into a lot of that is that, say you got a Spotify profile, right? And they're feeding you what you want to hear. Yeah. So it's uh, you, and they base that on what you like. So instead of branching out and getting different sounds and types of music, you get fed the same shit over and over. And most of the time, and if it's, you really want to get down to it, Spotify is going to feed you the music of the people that pay them the most or the, what they make the most yeah. money off of. So if you get into that, too, where you think you're not exploring new music, you're getting force-fed what you like. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. Yeah. Now, see, another difference also is, is that um, you get paid. I mean, you didn't get paid a ridiculous. I mean, they got paid decent back in the day, but it's even worse now. Oh, because, yeah. man, it's literally like half pennies for like one song stream. I mean, that's ridiculous. You don't really make money off of the music that you're getting that unless it's like millions of people. Well, it's like we've talked about on here. A lot of these artists that you guys look up to, you can blame them. You can blame Metallica. You can blame you can blame Britney Spears, NSYNC, all these bands that came out that was selling records. But I remember going into a record store, and when you bought bought a CD, whether it was whatever, it cost almost twenty dollars to buy a CD and minimum wage at you know that you would be working, and- or I would be working, or he would be working couldn't afford to drop $20 on a CD so so they can get their, you know, like South Park said, gold-plated toilets, you yeah. know, their Mach 3s and stuff. So when it finally happened and Napster came out and they did what they did and then you had torrents and all that stuff, then they were like, the record labels were like, oh, well, let's charge them $10 a CD. Well, that's what you should have been fucking doing from the first place, because you've done it to yourself. And that's the reason the record industry is in the shape and, it's in. And how many times back in the day that you're talking about, did you buy a $20 album because of one single and the album's trash? Exactly. Yeah. Fucking exactly. You would buy a record, I mean, and you would have one single, and the rest would be just straight the shit. Best, the best example for me I can think of was Kanye West's second album. Because I loved college dropout and then he released gold digger yeah off of his next album i don't even know what it was called and the whole album to me was trash there was there were so many bands that were coming out through the whole new metal cycle and the metalcore cycle the emo cycle that you would be like man i really like a song check them out and buy their c and then you'd be totally disappointed by it that's that's a lot of how i felt with a lot of 2000s kind of that era kind of stuff there, there were a few bands I loved. Like, yeah. every, like Slipknot was absolutely one of them. But I didn't really... A lot of these bands, like Linkin Park and stuff like that, they just didn't really interest me enough, like, past the third song I heard. 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty open when it comes to music. Like, you know, but I, I would admit that honestly, a lot of that 2000 stuff, it, it doesn't connect with me. But I don't hate it. I just don't listen to it. Uh, Foo Fighters are one of those bands that are like hit and miss with me. Like, I can buy their album and I can listen to probably three or four tracks on it and it's good. And then I get to the rest of the, the rest of the record and I'm just like, mm, not so much. See, I grew up in new metal. So, what's Lincoln that dude's Park name? was just... Oh. What's that dude's name, lead singer of Foo Fighters? Dave Grohl. That's why I can't stand him. <laughs> What? Really? 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 And it isn't. It isn't got nothing to do with talent. It ain't got nothing to do with hating this stuff. It's uh-huh. just why do you got to be in so many successful fucking bands? Give somebody else a chance. Because he's talented, <laughs> motherfucker. He's good at his job, man. He's talented as shit. Fuck you, what, dude. Whatever he does, he's good at. He's just one of those people. <laughs> God, man. I mean, like that new Foo Fighters album before Taylor Hawkins died. I like three tracks on it. The rest of the album I thought was shit. And, you know, there's been prior Foo Fighter records that came out and I'm like, oh, I like three tracks. The rest are shit. Their earlier albums, they were like from front to beginning good. You know, but every band does that. I don't care if you're the hugest fan. You're going to find a record that they've done and you're going to like, oh, I like that song, but the rest of it was shit. That's how I am with Ghost's new album. See, I like Ghost's new album all the way through, but the one before it, I didn't like as well. The one before it, did that have... uh the, had Rats. Was that the one that had that instrumental on it that sounded like um, that Michael Jackson song, Beat It? I don't know about that, but it had that, a saxophone. Uh, that, that song right there. Okay. That song's my favorite Ghost song. That song sounds like Beat It to you? It has a guitar riff in it, that... You know, hey, hey, let me quiz you. Who played that? Who played that riff on the Michael Jackson record? Uh, song? Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Lukather. I'm a Steven music- Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I'm like a musical encyclopedia. He, yeah, he literally like him and our manager, who's like my favorite person ever. Ted, if you're listening to this, I love you, but. Him and Richard will sit in like a hotel room till five o'clock in the morning, talking the entire. T- they will and and they won't finish a single conversation either. Well, they'll find they'll find something sleep. else to talk about within their conversation, and they will talk for five hours straight. And it's hilarious. well, I know two dudes that I used to work with and stuff that are like <laughs> musical encyclopedias. That what I think I know, I'm very stupid. Compared to these that's, two. that's how I am anytime I'm in a room with Ted Ferris and Richard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is with me, and you, know, you all been talking about this music that's a little bit more modern. I mean, it's, it's funny because it's like 20 years old now. But see, here's the funny thing: is that when I started getting into music, um, it was really old music, and I'm not talking about 80s. I'm talking about. I picked up the guitar because of Chuck Berry. Oh God damn! <laughs> Literally, I, yeah, I, 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 when I was the first song everyone to play was Peggy Sue, and at that point I thought I had made it. I, I thought it was. I thought I'm gonna start writing songs, and I wrote songs sound like Peggy Sue. Um, but you know that was my goal. I wanted to sound like Buddy Holly and Chuck Berry. But then I discovered CCR, 
and it kind of you can kind of see the how that correlates because they kind of have this similar thing and obviously Beatles and stuff like that but like, that is my home ground and old blues stuff like anything blues I mean my singing style and my guitar playing style too but especially my singing style is basically me trying to sound like a black screaming preacher that that is my entire shit. That's what I'm trying to do. Hey, we have one of those on the show, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like, listen. My gold stand. My gold standard. Just to let Brian is a preacher. My gold standard when it comes to you know rock and roll vocals is Little Richard. I've never heard anybody ever sound like that. That's my everybody else's gold standard is like Steven Tyler and uh, Freddie Mercury. But for me, I just want to sound like Little Richard, and I'm trying every day, and I can't do it. So I just be Richard Lundy. It's like the off-brand version. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, except I'm white. So great value. Great value. Great value. Yeah. Great value. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't think Tanner has said something like Pat, like more than four words this podcast. Let's start. Let's let's go through everybody's like how since the band really started with Ian and Richard or not Ian, well, Ian, Ian and Tanner, Ian, 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 Ian uh, Richard and Tanner. You guys should like start from like the first few practices. Like, how are those? I, I wasn't. I wasn't there at the time. I was. Yeah. I was off doing stuff. It, 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 yeah. it was very fucking cold. It was very cold. <laughs> it was very cold. We chose to practice in November, and like the end of November, and it was terrible. Were you outside or inside? Inside. Fuck. If it was outside, it would have been even worse. It would have made zero difference. If it, it would have inside been... or outside. Just wind chill. Factor. Just the wind. Just the wind. We practice in a little uninsulated garage in yeah, we in a still, valley. It's still cold. And it's 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 sometimes it's like Vietnamese torture. Sometimes it feels like. But I mean, it's it's great. You know, I love. It. I wouldn't trade for nothing. But uh. Ian, do you remember the first song we ever played? Unfortunately. Uh, well, can, can you recite well, it? It was LaGrange. It was LaGrange. That was the first. By ZZ Top. Uh, yeah, the, also the first band I ever got to see live um, with John Fogarty as well. It was like a co-headlining thing. But, um, and we still play LaGrange to this day. I won't let them. I won't let them take that out of the set list. It sounds a lot better now. It does. Yeah. yeah. It well, a lot yeah. Now. Yeah. And uh, I'd have to give solos to this guy now. I can't. I, I see. Back, see, before then, I was the only guitar player, but I hated it because I had to do all the guitar playing everywhere. Um, you know, only lead player. So like, I just had to do everything. And now, what I do is, if I don't want to play something, I'll just say, JJ, hey, you, you take this one. Because like, if we ever played beat it, I'd be like, JJ, it's time for you to do that solo. <laughs> I ain't gonna learn that. It's hey, impossible. This is that. just this is just me. I don't think he minds solos. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun. I mean, he gets to run around when he does it. So right, see He's the center of attention. See, if I run around, my issue is I gotta get back to singing. So you know, I'll be totally out, out of breath. breath. Like TNT. Okay, okay, that's fine. I have a different set of problems. One, I'm wearing leather pants. Those leather pants hurt. 
And two, I'm blind, and there's cables everywhere, and I'm running around drunk people with a guitar in my head. The leather pants also smell like fish. The <laughs> pants smell like... So, I have to deal with that. All come full circle. So, yeah, exactly. Literally, like, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, anytime I'm on stage playing a guitar solo, it is war. Like, it's just straight up, like, do the, oh, yeah. do, so you guys- do, do the most amount of things that don't kill me, and don't worry about anything else. So, you guys play a lot of bars? Unfortunately. So, no, uh, are any of you old enough to drink? I am. I'm, I'm the oldest one. There you go. Yeah, Tanner, Tanner is How old alive. are you? I'm 21. Hell oh, yeah. He's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember when we played in the band, we played in the cold-ass basement, and we played nothing but bars, but that was when, like, metal was... Like accepted in the Beckley bars, it is so, not now. It is not no, now. It is not now. And we're not even playing Period. metal. We're, we're like that. Oh, they just want to hear Morgan Wallen. Basically, that's what they want to hear. It, and I, I feel like it originated from Fayetteville with all these hippies. <laughs> You're about to blame the hippies again, dude. I'm gonna blame them, man. I don't like that folk shit. <laughs> and it came from goddamn Fayetteville. And it just migrated down here. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Back when we, when I was a teenager, and I, I just got out of school. You guys, Mike hates people living their best life. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, we would play at bars around here, and that all that shit was accepted. But like, for me to get on stage and do it, like, I, that's how I knew I was like, I can't do this for a living. I would have to drink straight yake. Until I was fucking drunk enough to get up there and scream my fucking guts out. And, and then afterwards, I felt like pure trash, I guess, from the adrenaline and the alcohol. But anybody can go up on stage and fucking sing, play guitar, bass, drums, whatever, and not have a drop of alcohol or a drug or in their system is amazing because I couldn't do it. Yeah, like, we play with no chemicals. That's awesome because I mean I'm telling you, it took me that much, and I was just like, maybe I don't want to do this. So we, I equate it, and I stole this from Slipknot, but I equate it to just jumping out of an airplane. It's the best uh, comparison to make. Well, it's, it is. It's just I, like just go and then just don't care. I, I, I mean, we've played. When we were in a band, we played in front of big crowds and stuff, and it was, you know, that thrill you get when you're on stage. It's like just an adrenaline burst that you can't you can't describe, you know. But I was just like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I get where you're coming from because, see, I have like crippling social anxiety. Like, I, literally, I have to. I, I I hate being in public. I can't be alone. It's pretty terrifying i'm letting my i'm letting some of my uh inner demons out right now but anyway uh but the weird thing is when i go on stage i don't have that problem and i think the reason why is basically when i go on stage it's like playing a character it's not really like being yourself it's kind of like being this magnified version of yourself you know like it's that's why on stage, you know, right here I'm Richard Lundy, but on stage I'm Mr. Lundy. And it's and it's hard to play covers because, like you said, some people, like I told you before, like when they played Deftones, I was just like, ugh. But I think we only played one cover. 
And I think it was like kill switch engage cover or something. Well, and of, it was probably horrible. We've been, <laughs> we've been doing the thing that kind of Led Zeppelin's been doing where we've been playing the same songs over and over for like five years straight now. So some of our covers have literally turned into like completely different songs. And those are the covers we play. Like we cover super deep cut like Queen songs. Right. And we've transformed them from after playing them 40 times in a row, improvising like the whole half, like last half. It's become a whole acid trip of a song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the kind of covers that we like to do is we like to make them just completely different or like try to stray away from the original. Sometimes, like we do, uh, we do some Black Sabbath songs, like a, and uh, they've turned out great after jamming on them a few times, and right. they're just different enough to where it's like it just works, I think. But it's not enough to where it's like if you listen to it, you'd be like, oh, that's a disgrace to Ozzy Osbourne or Tony Iommi or something. like Yeah, that. we try to stay away. From well, that. I mean, well, that's the whole thing. We do a cover. You gotta put your own take on it. I mean. That, that's just how we do it. And we do a lot of original music. I mean, you know, we have at least, we have like 14 original songs, you know, that, that we play. And now the one thing is that when you play in bars, well, they usually don't want to hear original music. And I understand that. You got to play to the crowd. Yeah, it's just a bunch of drunk guys. Yeah, they don't care. They no, mean. Nobody cares. So, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. That is all you So, do. like, what you do then is you just... You know, play whatever, whatever they want to play, and then maybe you slip in one, you know. And of course, I've I've got to say that, of course, we do have our EP out, which of course we, I always play those. Make sure to play those songs in in the set list. But we, we, you know, we've got a lot of original material, you know, that we've worked up, and you know, we love to play it. But you can't always do that. Um, I don't want to bore the audience, so kind of be stupid I, I actually like to i'd like to play at some i like to get money you know i want to play at the same bar <laughs> over and over again because at least you know i can we can play there as much as we want i am definitely rambling but anyway we get so off track here yeah. because we we're talking about how we got formed and we got to give some love see everybody gives love to the guitar players and the singers but nobody goes to the drummer and asks you know what what are your influences yeah what's up so well, you why see, did you want to play the drum? I'll be honest here, and this is probably going to sound like uh, I don't know, but I saw Phil Rudd of ACDC playing. I watched their whole live at River Plate concert for the first time. And about halfway through the first song, I was like, man, I want to do that. <laughs> so about two months later, I got my first drum kit around Christmas time. And I played in a cold room. <laughs> I played nothing but ACDC songs in a cold room for the better half of a year, half a year. Well, and, I'm going to tell you something too. Like uh, I'm assuming you played at your parents' house. Yes, and the neighbors were pissed. But uh, I tell you what, man, it takes some cool parents. Yeah. To let yeah. you fucking bang on a drum set. Oh, my mom is a musician. My brother yeah. is too. We we have that line. So she. It's loud. She doesn't yeah. like that it's loud, but she understands, especially now. Drums are the hardest one because you, unless you have an electric kit, which he doesn't, there's no way to skip them. Because at least with a guitar, you can turn it down real low, or if you're like me, use digital shit. You have to play, son. Yeah. With drums, you just got to be loud. There's, there, there's no other way. With guitar, you can just sit there and play it unplugged or whatever. Can't do that with drums. And if your drums are off, 
everybody knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. They they are the you know they keep the tempo. They're everything to a band. That's what they don't get enough credit for what the drum is. What it actually does oh, and keeps the machine moving. Oh, I, I have to yeah. say, I'd have to say that drums are probably the most important. And let me, this is my why I say that. Because if you have a bad band, like everybody else is bad, but the drummer's good, you can honestly kind of handle it. Because at least they have a little bit of rhythm, right? You know, if you have a good band where everybody else is good, but the drummer sucks, the whole band yeah, sounds the band terrible. Sucks. Yeah. We're the time setters and we're the rhythm setters. So, like, we're. Where the thing that's in the back that like kind of like bass that nobody knows it's there, but whenever it's bad, everybody people knows. know. <laughs> everybody right. knows that un- you're bad. Un- 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 see, the only exception is if you're corn and bass is like the loudest thing you can hear. <laughs> Mud vein. Well, I've recently Old, uh, got into red hot chili peppers. Well, like yeah, I've recently Powerful gotten into bass. Les Claypool. Les Claypool is insane. What he can play. Let on me a tell bass you about guitar. Promise. Promise sucks. <laughs> so my buddy went to a festival, and he's like in the same genre. I mean, I like Promise. I'll, I'll listen to him or whatever. But but they, anyways, he went to go see some festival, and it was Promise. And he said, he took a picture of him sitting in the floor with going like this. <laughs> and I said, what? And he's like, because he likes them too. But he went to see, and he's like, dude, this is the most fucking awful show I've ever seen in my life. And I, of course, I can't take it because, you know, everybody has a difference of opinions. There's bands that I've seen that I'm like, oh, dude, they're amazing. And I look at them, dude, they suck. <laughs> you know, but anyways, he said, he said it was the worst show he ever been to was Promise. I thought that uh, worst shows I've ever seen, Promise. Oh, did you see them? Yeah, I've seen them. And Slipknot. But it was just because the guy ruined the fucking drum shit fucking two minutes into the show. <laughs> when I seen Slipknot, it was during the Chapter 5 tour, and Corn was on it. And that was hands down probably the best Corn performance I've seen, because I didn't get floor tickets, because I knew it was going to be bad. I'm too old to get my ass beat. So, we got floor tickets. Well, Corn brings out this floor, their own flooring on the stage, and it's a disco stage. So every time you step on a certain piece of glass, it lights up. So when they're jamming and getting on, you know, head banging and all that shit, the, it's like, bah, 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 bah. and I was like, God damn, I'm going to have a seizure. I had to turn my head. But they sounded fucking amazing. And Slipknot sounded amazing. Fucking badass. But Corey Taylor's also learned how to stay put in a position and not run back and forth across the stage like he used to in the older videos and stuff be, to catch his breath to do the songs. Corey Taylor completely redesigned his vocal like uh, practice, I think. I, I think you can especially hear that. Like, on Iowa, he ruined his vo- voice on tour. And then, like, from that point on until, like, point five, his voice was kind of in and out live. But now it's really good again. Like, he's done a lot. Of, you can tell... You watch some oh, of these videos. Like, he's um, really good. He's again. really good, but he's a dickhead. And but uh, <laughs> I mean, playing simple. I think Kelly met him, and he was a straight up dick. And then I've met, met other people that's met him, said he was a dick. And then Anthony met him, said, "Oh, he was super cool." I said, "Cause you paid to meet him." The uh, one band I listened to that I loved when I seen them live, I quit listening to them for a few years. Was Pantera too. Uh, 
when I seen Pantera, I, they were horrible. Uh, I and just, I, I mean, I like Pantera. I like their music, but when I seen God. them, it was like right before they broke up, and Phil it was had probably a fucking chip the, on his shoulder, and he's like, "Well, instead he, of singing, he's cussing the fucking." Well, movie. yeah, he he was at the point where he was shooting heroin at reinventing reinventing the steel cycle, and he was tired of fucking doing Pantera. He wanted to do his solo shit, and then they broke up, you know, and then uh, he did Super Joint Ritual. I think Down was and on that. And then some douchebag shot Dimebag over it. Yeah, God damn. Fucking asshole. It kills me to think that. I think of what ifs. What if certain musicians didn't die? Would they still be as big as they were then? Or would they have faded off? I really think if you go into Nirvana, I think Kurt Cobain and Nirvana would have put out one last album and Kurt Cobain would have went solo. Well, one thing about Kurt, though, that that gets me because I'm a singer again, so I kind of pay attention. Is he his voice was so he had like I, I think he might be the singer has the worst vocal technique. Now, I'm not saying he sounds bad. Yeah. On the contrary, but his technique is literally maybe the worst because he literally is just screaming. Well, I remember, and he's ripping his vocal cords. I remember an interview. I can't remember where I heard it. Or where it was said, but he actually heard Dave Grohl sing when Nirvana was together, and he looked at their manager and said, "This dude can sing better than me," and was like literally bent out of shape over it. And to think that he's gone, and then you see how big Foo Fighters are, and Dave Grohl just his name is now. It's just like, you know, would would Kurt Cobain be as big as he was? in Nirvana in that time period if they would have split up and look maybe I think Foo Fighters would have still existed what what is it though the 27 club if you want to get a conspiracy theory oh shit we all about goddamn conspiracy (laughs) theory son I gotta get my dad on the podcast (laughs) we're all about conspiracy theories uh, we got to get Richard's dad on here if we're talking conspiracies. Yeah, it's yeah. See, my dad believes in so many conspiracies that I've become like anti-conspiracy <laughs> just because of that. He like he only talks in CNN news headlines. <laughs> <laughs> How's that a goddamn conspiracy theory? It's not, but he hates conspiracy theories for the same reason you hate the Eagles. Don't make either of them relevant. Roasted. So who's going to win the Super Bowl? Ooh. Oh, the Eagles got that on lock, so. I'm going to tell you I'm what. A, I'm, and that hurts they me are. to the soul because I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I, I think Chiefs they're the better team. I see Chiefs win. I hope the Chiefs win, because it, but I think the Eagles are going to win. Everybody rides Mahomes' dick. Yeah, did you guys see that conspiracy theory? Yeah. So uh, they're playing in Arizona. Who is uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid a spokesman for? That I do not know. It's an insurance company. Ah. Right? And I can't even remember it now that I'm talking about it. (laughs) But it's... uh, But he does the commercials all the time. But anyway, that insurance company owns the stadium that they're going to play in this week. Well, well, isn't that interesting? You know, I don't know, man. I do, I do know I watched a basketball game a few days ago that was so rigged that it was I can't do you remember who played at, no there was a basketball game that was like every no it was a football game yeah which one was that was that that 
Yeah, 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 no, it was. I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they rigged oh, that so game out. So, I mean, they rigged that game out so much. I mean, it's every time anybody was on the field that whole fourth quarter there was a flag down. You know what I mean? Well who did who did the Chiefs play before Cincinnati? Who did they play? Oh come on God. <laughs> it was the Chiefs and Oh, but they were throwing flags like a motherfucker that game, too. <clears throat> throwing flags like a motherfucker. Who was it? Jesus. I don't think they it played. Was, they were number one seed, weren't they? No, but Chiefs played somebody else before they um, went with Cincinnati. It was another team. But it's State Farm. They're playing at the State Farm. That's State when he threw his arm. That was when he injured his, like, what, his knee or his arm? His ankle. But that's a conspiracy is that everybody wants Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Well, let's just for the ratings because he's the he's going to be Tom Brady's gone. He's going to be the new poster child for the NFL. I believe so. They killed Tom Jaguars. Ah, uh, okay. No, I do remember that game. I do remember that. They game. They were throwing flags for. I mean, Jaguars won that uh, wild card game in a really cool yeah, game. Yeah, but I, Jaguars was doing horrible. Like the dude had no protection. The guy, the guy from Clemson, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He has no protection. If he would get protection, that team might be lethal. Well, have you guys seen that uh, the post that guy put out in 2015? And he's been right. He put out a post saying every Super Bowl team that will win for the next till 2025, so for the next 10 years. And he's five years into it, and he was right on every team so far. And he's, yeah. got, he's got the Eagles I this year. Really? Yeah, he's got the Eagles this year. No for... shit. No, I have not seen this. I'm yeah. going to look it up. So I don't know if he's got the almanac from fucking... Um, <laughs> Back to the, <laughs> Back future. To the future. <laughs> I've never really cared about it, but I've always been able to... I've always had that suspicion that the NFL and NBA were completely faked. Well, listen... We've talked about it before. When 9-11 happened, who won? Uh-oh. The Patriots. Oh. When, uh, what was it, Hurricane Katrina happened? Who Saints. won? The Saints. When the flood happened and the hurricane happened in Texas, who won? The Astros. The Astros won, yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. That's the first conspiracy theory I've heard about that that didn't involve George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Well, George Bush and Obama and Clinton are all the same people. Oh yeah, man. They all they're all friends. They all <laughs> drink tea and kill kids and suck their youth out. And yeah. Adrenochrome. We can go dark into the conspiracy. You're starting to here. sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very bad thing too. <laughs> well guys, we've got an hour and twenty six minutes. Hell yeah, That's pretty long. If y'all man. want to uh Y'all want to tell people where they can hit you up at? Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely got to say. So, we've got our EP out. Now, we got more songs, of course, going to be coming on the way, but uh, we got a little EP with five songs on it, which you can check out on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, even Apple Music. In fact, there's so many that I literally cannot list them all because I can't fucking remember them. Literally. Uh, but literally, if it's a streaming service, you could find it, man. I'm, I'm telling you, all you gotta do is just search up the Switch EP. There's Speak of the Devil, which is not satanic, despite what people may believe. There's a Bad Girl, which is about a really good girl, actually. 
Uh, there's a dead man. <laughs> there's uh, there's dead man, which is um an outlaw song. There's broken pieces, which is the sad song of the album where you can cry and weep because we got to get the the moodiness, you know. And then there's the last song, our battle cry, rock and roll will survive. Also, just want to say we're uh I guess I'll just go ahead and give a shout out to the guys at Big River, the place we've been recording at because we've got a few songs recorded now. Uh, the guys at Big River Media, Tony um, Daniels uh, and uh, Brad uh, Kinder. Kinder, Kinder, okay. Can't even remember these guys' I, names to no, no, work with. No, I, I know, I know, I know. Kinder, I can remember Kinder. Straighten up, straighten up. I can remember Kinder because we were shouting about it the whole time when we got there, like when we recorded Angelize. But uh, they are that. If anybody's in West Virginia and they need a recording studio for like a serious piece of music. Big River Media is the only place, as far as that you should even look, I think. They are geniuses yeah. when it comes to actually producing a song. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm also going to have to, I mean, this is turning into a fucking advertisement here, but I, literally, I'm 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 going to keep on going with this, because I'm not joking, they're probably the only guys that I would work with now, just because of how laid back, and just how full all-in into it they are you know when you come in there and you want to do a song they're all in it with you that's that's the great part about it because um you know we've done some recordings before where the, the other people that are around it weren't really invested you know they're just like well you know you record do whatever these guys are like trying to push the best take out of you they are really into trying to get the song they learn the song they can play the song back to me yeah that I wrote, and that to me shows that they are dedicated. So that's why we love Tony and Brad and Big River. If there's anybody that has a recording studio in their house, do not go. Well, okay. Oh, no, well, we're here now. That. We're literally, we're literally in a recording oh. studio in a basement. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, the only thing he says is a gut check to me. I swear. <laughs> you waited the entire podcast to say anything just to piss on the boots of the guy who has you. Man. Come on. But <laughs> I, I, I know what he means. If you go to a guy that's you know has this record study studio in his basement, and you're trying to get a professional level song out of there, it, yeah, you can get a good demo. But just just have your expectations set. Well, it depends on the person. I mean, we've been to plenty of places where people have great studios and have can can work right out of their house. But you know, I love Big River. I really do. I and mean, I've loved being here. I mean, this was one of the best. I we were on that radio station with the WTSQ a few months ago. They're out of Charleston, um, and we did like a, a little ra- radio podcast, and that was some of the best. That was super fun. And I, as soon as I heard that we were having a podcast, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait!" And this has been exactly what I was hoping for. We've had so many stories just getting here because we got this new van. That we got. Out of I sent them the wrong address. <laughs> well, yeah. well, okay. So we got this new van, right? Uh, we got a good deal off a guy named Buzzy. Works at uh, Foster's in Beckley. He owns it. He owns it. He Sorry, owns yeah. He doesn't just. He doesn't just work. They out. work for him. Yeah. They get. He gave us a super good deal on a van. You know, uh, and we've been putting that together. We just got it legal yesterday. I mean, and it's a tank. I mean, it's a three eighty, thirty five hundred, two thousand Dodge van. And it's 
we're it's still dirty. I mean, we haven't even washed it yet. <laughs> so we're just like, screw it. We're having this podcast in Beckley. Let's just take it. Just I don't even care if we break down on the road. Let's just bring jackets. And uh, <laughs> so we, we're here now, and we got the wrong address, and we were at some crackhead's house on the side that's, of the. That's where I used to live. Well, <laughs> you don't you don't live there now. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let us back. No, we we were in a neighborhood that wasn't wasn't like what I expected in the middle of Beckley out of recording. Studio. Word of advice: you need to I take the I stuff the off the van and put your name on it, yeah, yep. so they don't think you guys are sex traffickers. Because <laughs> white vans don't add up. <laughs> No, I think you should roll with it. I think you should tint the windows. <laughs> no, w- when we get a new van, that van's mine, and I'm putting like a tequila bar in the back there of it, a bunk bed. Oh, uh, I'm going to make that Shag carpet. Oh, totally. It's going to be, I mean, there's going to be, the whole door panels are just going to be filled with speakers all the way through. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put a casket in the back of it, like a coffin, and make it just a giant hearse. I might have rode in that van once like to get to Foster's because I was drinking too bad because no, they used to like they used to like sometimes shuttle you home. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, sure yeah, yeah that's what that van was for. I'm yeah. pretty sure that thing has had some stories, and we are, uh, we are we are discovering it now as we take parts out of it, and it yeah. is just it's a great experience. Make sure you wash your hands. Oh yeah, ev- <laughs> everything in that is very sticky. It's very sticky. <laughs> <laughs> very gross. <laughs> Now, if you want to catch us live, well, this month, February 17th, we'll be playing at the Rivertown Grill, which is in Madison, Indiana. So, uh, pretty far away. <laughs> and then, uh, the other show this month, we'll be playing at the Travelers Roadhouse on February 24th. So you can come check us out there. And you could also, if you want to learn uh, any more, see any other shows that come up, you can check us out on our website, theswitchrock.com. All right. You can check us out on Facebook, Try Not To Get Sued. No G, or email us at try not to get sued at Gmail. Thanks for listening if you listen. <laughs>